0: They say you're your own harshest critic. I don't know who they are, but they say it. And after listening to my podcast, my abysmal attempt at a podcast yesterday, I listened to it later on Anchor, and I realized that that's very true. I was horrible. And part of that self-reflection led me to realize why I felt that it was so bad. I was trying too hard to make a podcast for a listener and straight away from the reason I wanted to start the podcast was for myself. I was trying to follow a loose script and instead of just going with the flow like I want to get my thoughts out there. So so I'm changing it up a little bit today and i'm gonna play myself a little music to get started hopefully not violating any copyright laws but get me in the mindset That's right, a little Hollywood Undead for my intro music. So I want to do it more like a an entertaining radio show for myself. And speaking, speaking of myself... Um, so I didn't realize it yesterday, but when I went and listened to my podcast... I became, at that moment the most popular podcaster in the history of podcasting and got there the fastest because I have 100% market saturation for my demographic. Me. So suck it, Joe Rogan. Just kidding. Call me Joe. I. Um, so congratulations to me. That's quite an accomplishment. I'd like to thank myself for it, but. So I did it again. I reached up and hit pause. I need, I need to do that. I just need to go. So um, so happy Groundhog's Day. Groundhog Day? I don't know. I guess Punxsutawney Phil saw his shadow, so we have six more weeks of winter to look forward to. On the, on the drive home today, I was listening to the radio, and they mentioned Georgia has a groundhog of their own, General Beauregard Lee. Um, This seems like a petty Me Too movement, states having their own, I mean, maybe I'm a little biased coming from Pennsylvania, but Punxsutawney Phil is the GOAT, right? So I looked up. Uh, I wanted to see if he saw a shadow, and I looked up the news report, and it said, you know, he did see a shadow, six more weeks of winter, but then it said, it contradicts with other groundhogs across the country. And I just, what? Other groundhogs? So, in this article, they list a couple Two from New Jersey. Come on, New Jersey. Milltown, Mel, and Essex, Ed. Lame. Got West Virginia, French Creek, Freddy. Oh, New York. Come on. At least make an effort. Staten Island, Chuck. I guess the most unoriginal is Jimmy the Groundhog from Wisconsin. I don't know if they saw The Shadows or not, but there's only one Punxsutawney Phil. There's only one. <clears throat> I'm going to drink. This episode is, and probably most episodes, will be brought to you by Bang, Whole of Chocolata keeping me going I was going to record I I guess I broke another rule of podcasting I tried to record yesterday at nine o'clock and they say consistency and regularity Uh, sounds more like a toilet routine I guess but um, I was so tired when I got home this morning I just had to go to sleep. So now it's 12.46. And I'm just recording the podcast. So I was thinking, Punk's Tawny Phil and the Groundhog Day, it's like really strange superstitions that we have. Um, And as an aside, uh, one thing I'd like to find out from Lex or Elon is, what about superstitions? Can we can we program superstitions into AI, and how would that look? More importantly, why would we want to do that? But that's for another day. Um, so another thing about today that's kind of special is the the date, two uh, two so I mentioned yesterday I was going to talk to my, uh, or speak to my Gematria fans, and I need to pull up Gematria. <coughs> that time I did stop because I had to do some Google searching, but I pulled up Gematria for those of you that not that I'm speaking to you, I know what gematria is, but just in case anybody's listening, is the practice of assigning a numerical value to a name, word, phrase, according to an alphanumeric cipher. So a single word can yield several values depending on the cipher which is used. So way back, I guess it was probably last year about this time, I was super deep into a lot of conspiracy theories, a lot, and many times my wife called me crazy conspiracy theorist, and thinking back on that, I would have to agree, I did sound crazy uh and not that not that all conspiracy theories can't be grounded in in something but there's an easy way to determine the easy way to determine the plausibility of any conspiracy theory and when I get into the conspiracy theories I'm going to I'm going to go through that it's really simple it allowed me to come back to my reality and help formulate all these thoughts and shape and mold these philosophies and and things that I have but so I wouldn't I wouldn't give it up I wouldn't change it and I was I was in in real deep and jamatri is one of them so one of the interesting things about Jamatri is they would have um, the gurus the guru du jour on. And having, it was always like circle speak. They would always interview the same guests and, you know, support each other and, and do all uh, to an end, I understand. Some of them were trying to make money and some of them were just pandering, whatever it is. But one of them uh, in particular was this Gematria specialist um, guru. And so as dates approached, they would plug the words into a gematria calculator. I, I, I happen to like com slash gematria, G-E-M-A-T-R-I-A hyphen calculator. Uh, if I can figure out how to put links in wherever this is going, I'll put links in there. I'd... I, I have a limited amount of time, and this one I'm not even editing. but um, so I, I use this writing the Beast uh, Chimatria calculator. And so you can plug in different things. So last year, you know, they were talking about uh, ides of March. So you pull in, or Elon Musk, say, So Elon Musk has a value. Oh, in the Chimatria calculator, you want to select um, in the drop down English ordinal. And then hit breakdown, and then type in your phrase and hit calculate, and it'll tell you what these, what these, what the values are in the English ordinal. So Elon Musk, Ronald Reagan, loud and clear, all have a value of 110. Um, and you, you, pretty much, you know, Michael Flynn was in the news; he was 122. You pretty much put anything in here, and you get the the value of of the words so you can you can pretty much make anything up that you want um you know it's data and you can manipulate if if mike flynn doesn't work for your narrative then put general mike flynn and maybe that'll that'll go in um so i i was thinking this is you know is this more of like a superstition or people are putting a lot of weight into into this thing. I don't mean to go down this this conspiracy theory angle too far. I did it again, I stopped it just to do a little search on the geometric calculator because I I think uh I think it'd be interesting to to look at this and then look back a year from now uh, and and see what came true um so i looked up on the geometria calculator so, so today's february 2nd 2022 so 2 2 22 so we have february as a value of 96 second has a value of 60 um February 2nd is 156 so some of those are kind of interesting I didn't find any correlations between any current events but uh, it's interesting as I go on so if you look at uh, so I thought I'd plug in pondering is 102 infinity is 106 success is 89 and Joe Rogan we need to talk, Joe. Joe Rogan is 85. So, looking at some of these correlations between what I have in stored from last year uh, to now, comparing these numbers, it's absolute bullshit. Nothing. I can make anything fit the way. All I got to do is manipulate the numbers so I, I can do what, whatever I want and make it look like I'm predicting something and it's just coincidence. So I don't know. Snap out of it. I'm going to take a break a second. I'll be right back a little more Hollywood Undead to come back I'm really liking this format uh, so, things in the news, oh, I wanted to do that. I wanted to, in the interest of returning in a year to see where we are, I wanted to go over uh, a couple things. Bitcoin, Bitcoin's currently at 37447 XRP is $0.60, cents, $0.61. Cents. XLM is 19.7 cents and doge is 14 cents even uh haven't looked at the stock market i guess i can do that quickly yeah, oh let's see where we are just in the interest of posterity Dow's at 35,556, S&P's 45,81, NASDAQ's 14,417, uh, and one other I wanted to hopefully get. Bitcoin, I wanted to see what gold was. Oh, gold's at, um, I'll get better at this. Gold's at 18,1030. And silver's at twenty eight eighty one. dollars As an aside, I, I was looking through my pictures and I saw um, a picture of Bitcoin. I think it was about a year ago. And I think it was down $8,000. I'll, I'll have to look for it. But man, if you only knew. Now, if you only knew then what you know now, huh? Um, so, in the news, in the news, I saw a tweet from Elon, and it says they're going to be launching Falcon nines every week this year. I don't know when the tweet was dated. I don't know if it was new. I can't really. I'm still learning this Twitter stuff. Um, but uh, uh, anyway, assuming that uh, that it that it's correct, and they're putting their Starlink satellites uh, in, in space, so they're going to have he he wants to put forty-two thousand low Earth orbiting satellites uh, about twenty-two thousand miles in orbit. To cover the globe in internet and make a lot of money in the process, uh, there's a video out if I can find it, I can link to it about um, how this it's not any better than the current system that we have now with the underground cross you know uh, under the buried cables that that carry the signal and and then even if you go satellite you still have to you know the last mile like they say you still have to go um somewhere landlines or whatever they i don't know what the video says but um it's you know they they're putting down elon's thing my my i guess concern my question for elon one of many, would would be regarding between going to Mars, he wants to get there in 10 years. I would ask him what, what the rush is, um, and I'll get to that in a minute. But why why do we have to get to Mars in 10 years is, you know, the existential threat of AI, do you, do you see that taking over in 10 years? Do you see uh, global warming? You know, we n- need to get to another planet in 10 years? Or what's the rush? Uh, I, I have a theory, and I, I got this theory from... I heard about this first from Lex's podcast... Manolis Kellis was on there and he he, in passing mentioned Apophis and Apophis it's been in the news but not so much recently I guess back in 2004 Apophis is a an enormous asteroid I guess relative uh, asteroid that has a chance of hitting us in 2069 so, you know, there's chances for everything, right? So I I thought it'd be interesting to look at what these chances mean and, and see why nobody's talking about it. Uh, so your chance of winning the Powerball, it, these are rough Google searches, so don't hold me to them, is 1 in 292 million. 292 million. The chance of getting hit by lightning is 1 in 1.2 million. Now, by scientific estimates, these greatest minds in science that are spending billions of dollars estimate the chance of Apophis hitting the Earth at 1 in 530,000. What? you're twice as likely to get struck by lightning than Apophis hitting the Earth in 2068 and nobody's talking about it? Or they talk about it and they blow it off? This seems really bad. So could that be a reason that that Elon needs to get off the Earth? (laughs) Because we're going to get hit by, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson has a video saying, oh, it won't be that bad. It'll, you know, it'll, it's the size of some building. And it's most likely, most likely going to hit in the Pacific Ocean. So it'll only wipe out to Montana, the West Coast. That's not bad. I mean, it could be worse. It could be a bigger one that could take out or, you know, the global killer like they have in Armageddon that obliterate Earth. I think he said it was like this one's 400. Sorry, my alarm went off. This one's 400 meters or something like that. Then the next size up would be like a kilometer. And then he said the the next one up would be 10 kilometers and that would extinguish life on Earth. But it's not bad. We're only going to lose half the country and millions of people, and nobody's talking about it. But Elon's trying to get the hell out of here. Just a theory. I don't know if there's any validity to it. But another curious aspect of this is Elon's launching all these satellites. He wants to put 42,000 geosynchronous satellites orbiting satellites in low-Earth orbit, around 22,000 miles. But something nobody's saying is that all these great minds that are expecting, in scientific terms, relatively, expecting the Earth to get hit by an asteroid haven't mentioned that in 2029 that asteroid is going to come within 20,000 miles of Earth. So inside Elon's satellites. So he's launching satellites, and you know, it's like a pinball game up there. They're going to be dodging asteroids. and Does, does any of this sound horrible to anybody it it does to me nobody's nobody's mentioning it and and then you have other scientists that are saying oh we're gonna we're gonna use this opportunity to shoot nuclear weapons at it and see if we can deflect it i mean it's like it's like the bad script from armageddon you know we can't send drillers up there so we're gonna do everything we can and we're gonna shoot lasers at it and test it and you know what happens if you knock it off kilter, and it—I don't know—it moves and hits Earth in 2029. So Elon wants to be out of here in 2029. I don't know, or by you know 2032, he's giving it a—he's conservatively giving himself a decade to colonize another planet. It just seems crazy that nobody's talking about this. But when I was on on Twitter, I, let me get back to it. Where's Elon? Elon's tweet. That he he has a tweet pinned to his Twitter account. And it says, if you scare enough people, they will demand removal of freedom. This is the path to tyranny curious that, well, I don't know, maybe it's ironic that this this information about Apophis scares me and makes me wonder what's going on, but if you really wanted to scare people, don't you think that, that would be a pretty huge scare to get that out in the open and get you know, panic, people thinking about it. We really have no idea what's going to happen in 2029. We've never had an asteroid come this close to Earth. We're going to shoot nuclear weapons and lasers at it. Uh, You know, we have no idea. There's so many assumptions made in science, in in the whole spectrum of science, you know, about the laws of physics and, and... there's so many assumptions. People, we really have no idea. Neil deGrasse Tyson, all of them talking about multiverse and, you know, they're brilliant people and it's great that they can spend their days thinking about this stuff. But what practical contribution to life are you offering? We, we need to use technology to make our lives better today. And if part of that means knowing about Apophis and knowing what you know scientists don't know what they don't know but doesn't the world deserve the same opportunity you know most of the people in the world don't have an opportunity to get research grants or or you know public speaking on uh, you know get millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars or ho- however much you're making to be a theoretical for lack of a better, theoretical physicist but you you know we have an opportunity to use technology to make life better now where are all the scientists with that vision with an altruistic humanitarian vision In mind, why are none of them speaking out? Why are why is nobody asking the questions of scientists? You know, that's why I like listening to Lex. His podcasts are are very high level and academic. And you know, I I I use the analogy. um, I like the Big Bang Theory, the show, and I use the analogy. um, Sometimes I feel like Howard. When I'm listening to these things, Howard, not the doctor. Uh, you know, I, I get concepts, I get it, but it's still, there's a lot of stuff, even string theory, and there's a lot of assumptions you're making in string theory based on things we have no idea that exist or no idea how to measure them or scientific prove them. But because you're a scientist, you can make assumptions and you're not shot down. But what about. So using technology to better our lives now. I I touched upon this yesterday with the uh, electric vehicles. Why can't we just put a carbon sink or, or, or use technology to reformulate? You know, Elon used first principles thinking to build a better rocket to get himself off the planet. He's inventing alloys at SpaceX to to this end. Now, you know, he admits that it's, it's going to be a huge undertaking, and I, and and I'm not slamming him for his vision, I think it's great, I I would just like to, like him to own it. If, if that is a, a reason, then, you know, come out and own it. If, you know, whatever your reasoning for autonomous vehicles are, come out and own it, but, you know you're marketing genius and you know you you get shit done but how about getting stuff done for for here and now using some of the first principles thinking to make things better right now to you know, not not the AI, that's a whole other topic. But just most people working day-to-day, living paycheck-to-paycheck, I heard a commercial, I think it was for a lawyer, that said most people don't have $400 saved up. Um, those most people are the ones that are going to work every day and earning that paycheck. So you scientists and academics and researchers and theoretical physicists and theoretical chemists or have an opportunity to do your passion, and we trudge along and plod along and you know just exist so you can continue your your work and it's great work you're doing but how about giving back a little bit how about uh what we were shopping for a car my wife and I and you know before I did the repairs on hers and we were at a Jeep dealership because she she has to have a Jeep uh and that's fine Um, but there was a jeep there the new jeep that was a hundred and twenty thousand dollars for a jeep it's like a well it's what like a house used to be now houses are crazy how about technologies that bring the cost of car manufacturing down so we can actually afford a new car let alone a tesla but if we wanted to buy one but technologies that that make living. How about technologies to improve um, healthy foods and make them less to produce, so we we curb the obesity problem in the United States? Or we attack that? Or how about technologies that allow? Not how about not even technologies? How about legalizing? Legalizing, I mean, I heard uh, Lex, I think it was Lex, talk about another, with another guest about opening up areas where you can go and and experience, uh, you know, heroin or, or drugs under supervised, medically licensed, high-grade um Medically licensed professional. In case something goes wrong, it would cut out thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of OD deaths. Or you know, these are simple things, not even requiring science, but politicians as well. You know, if you're really concerned about saving lives and and you pushed, you know, it took you that long the seatbelt to get seatbelts in cars. What about seatbelts that? that won't let the car start unless it's buckled? Or how about making a technology where I'm driving down the road in the pouring rain and some idiot coming the other way has the free will to not put his lights on. How about a technology when you turn your wipers on, your lights come on. When you turn your wipers off, your lights go off. Not, not even solving the the global warming emissions problem you know everything can coexist in, in it's just we need people to ask the right questions of the right people to get people thinking So I don't know. I I think uh, I just looked at the time. It's 35 minutes, so I I guess I should wrap it up. I think that today went a little better. Oh, today is episode one of the Pondering Infinity podcast. I think it went a little better. Uh, Probably going to have to work on my outro or whatever you call it. But I'm going to leave you... I'm going to leave me with some Hollywood Undead.